Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. Fantastic Negrito is one of the most original and successful performers to emerge from the Bay Area over the last decade. A blues musician, kind of, a storyteller, definitely, and a carrier of our region's black musical traditions, he began performing on the streets of Oakland. Now he's won three Grammys and he's got a new album coming out today. Mina and I, along with some lucky KQED Live fans, got to hear a preview of that album a few months back, and we're so excited to finally be able to share Fantastic Negrito's electric performance with you. That's coming up next, after this news. Hello, area. How you feeling tonight? Hello, area. This is an exciting day. Back in November, Mina Kim and I hosted a KQED Live event with the Bay Area's own Fantastic Negrito playing from his newest album. We've been sitting on it until now because his album, White Jesus, Black Problems, releases today. We're going to get started listening to the music, and then we'll come back with an interview. Here we go. Welcome to Forum Live. I'm Mina Kim. And I'm Alexis Madrigal. And this is Fantastic Negrito! Hello. How's everybody feeling tonight? Come over and 
if you lose your mind as long as you find it I find it every day in a world that's gone mad sometimes you know what we got to do or we thrive off it take that bull and turn it into good you know what the obstacles are the obstacles become the fuel. All right. Now I'm talking to you, the people that try but loving their hearts. I got a little something to tell you. Y'all weird like me, 
bring weird back. I grew up weird, out of place, out of time, yeah. Dressed how I want to. To all my non-legged friends, spines made of rhythm, souls made of ribbon, sliding to the river, trying to make a living with all that you've been given. Out of control like Vincent Van Gogh, penniless and broke, Oakland, California. Smoke, 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 smoke. to get ready. like that. I was told people about San Francisco, you know. It's a it's an ever-changing city. You know, about five, six years ago when I used to play at a Powell Street Bart Station, uh, the Mission, you know, it was the hardest place to play. I thought if you got a song, if you got a song, you think it's good? They go play it for people in San Francisco who don't care. That's how you test your songs out, because they don't care. You can stop them coming off the bar. You got a song. So I knew this whole fantastic Negrito thing, you know. I said, go to San Francisco. They'll let you know. They'll let you know. Fires. We'd fly back from Europe every year, and there was fires. We'd see fires coming back. A one, two, three. When I be rolling through California, I got so much on my mind, on my mind. Every time I'm rolling through California, I got so much on my mind. Well, you better pack your bags, better get out fast. Rolling through the California smoke ash Well, everything's gone in the wink of an eye Look, look at the bloodshot sun on an orange sky Well, well, can you hear the sound? It's pointing to the ground Well, I can hear the sound When I be rolling through California on my mind I be rolling to California I got so much on my mind Well, everything's charred property and cars Try to get away but I didn't get far You know the air quality is looking bad And look Everybody outside is wearing a mask Well, mama, can you hear the sound? It's pointing to the ground Well, 
live event with Fantastic Negrito. His new album, White Jesus, Black Problems, releases today. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for more music and our interview after a quick break. Well, I can hear the sound It's pointing to the ground I can hear the sound Oh, every time I'll be rolling to California I got so much on my mind On my mind Every time I'm rolling to California, I got so much on my mind. I be rolling to California. That's right. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum Live. We've got Fantastic Negrito and his band. I'm Mina Kim. And I'm Alexis Madrigal. And now we're going to hear some new songs from a new album. We want to know what inspired this new album. Well, we have enough time for that. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it. Give us a uh, little capsule well, just, version. I mean, yeah. basically, I found out that I was 27% white. And there's a long, and that started an album, because I'm like, 27? Where? <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's what it, it was basically about that. I mean, we're all connected, we're all affected, and some of us are selected. <laughs> Talk about, tell us a little bit about the song you're about to play. Well, the song I'm about to play right now, ooh, it's got a funny name, it's called Nibba Dip. I make up a lot of crazy ideas and songs in my head because I'm like, you know, be 
yourself. One thing I learned about growing up in the Bay Area is to be yourself, embrace yourself, and it's a beautiful thing. So um, it's about this crazy white woman that I discovered that is my seventh grandmother. Yeah, I went back far. She was crazy. And she did some amazing things, and she caused six generations of free black people in my family coming to the 1700s, yeah, from the 1700s. So I discovered her on the computer in a hotel in Atlanta. And I was discovered because it was so much time. I'm working on a show, um, but I was just discovering my life, man. It was like, like I found out in that room, like, I'm not who I thought I was. But I'm exactly who I need to be. And that was a big thing, and that started these songs, and that started a whole new album and a whole new realization of just who we are and the construct of race and all these words that are like trigger words, like white supremacy and all this shit, like, Ooh, white privilege, all, you know, all these things, victim, blame, you know, perpetrator, uh, accountability. I, I was like, Phew. it just put me into that ocean, and it's been, a, it's been beautiful just basking in that ocean and soaking up all the um, energies from the, uh, my, my Scottish white grandmother and her partner. You gotta remember, she's Scottish, I'm black. So guess who her partner was? Yes. That is so wild, but let's do it. Yes. Nib -a dip <laughs> Nib -a dip Girl, you out there on your own. They dragged my grandmother into court on May 4th. I think it was a cloudy, rainy day. 1759, when I found that paper, it said, my grandmother, Elizabeth Gallimore, it didn't say my grandmother, but it said Elizabeth Gallimore, and I'm like, Gallimore? Presented in Amelia County Courthouse, and that's not her. That's my third grandmother, and that's what started it, because I was like, why is she dressed that nice during time of slavery? What I found out is that there was about 50,000 free black people in Virginia alone during this time, which I just didn't know. I just always believed the narrative, we're the slave, you're the master. And I think that that is, um, hate to say it, it's not that black and white. So that I, and I, I just wanted to figure out how did they get free? And when I traced it all the way back to Elizabeth Gallimore and I found that document that changed my life, Elizabeth Gallimore presented in Amelia County Courthouse, 1759 in Virginia for unlawfully cohabitating with a Negro slave belonging to Henry Jones. And I started writing about it, want to hear it, here it goes. Freedom's in her eyes. She's gonna listen to it. Come on, get it. Do it. 
That was the story. That was the story of uh, my seventh generation grandparents. I started writing this incredible story, true story, that changed my life that I wanted to give to you. Why? I'll tell you why. One thing I really felt them tapping me. I was picturing them, as Scottish white woman. She was an indentured servant, and I'm, you know, she's probably like doing the housework, and she probably seen, you know, grandpa out there, maybe shirt off, just glistening, you know, looking good, looking, looking chocolatey, sexy. She ain't never seen that before. She ain't never seen that before. They ain't got that in Scotland. They got haggis, but they don't have chocolate and sexy. So I just imagined that, and they were just like, grandson, you're the craziest out of all the offspring. 
you tell the story because you have the means to tell it. And so I wanted to tell their story. And I think what they're trying to tell me to tell you is this. And I can say it probably in a sentence, which is rare for me. They're saying this. In 1759, how did white grandma approach the construct of white supremacy? It was pretty big back then. She was like, well, I love this person. They may kill me. And grandpa, I call him, I don't know his name because it says unnamed Negro slave. So I call him Grandfather Courage because that union took some courage. But here's the message. I lied. It wasn't a sentence. Here's the message. The message is if they could do that and survive and my crazy ass is standing up here, what is y'all problem? With the fighting, compartmentalizing, this group, that group, that group, this group, that group. I, I don't get it. When they survived, seven generations later, I'm here. And this handsome guy, we made a movie, 45 minutes about the entire incident, and this Guy plays my grandfather because he's good looking. I didn't know he was good looking. I've been playing with him. I thought I was the good looking guy in the group. So I'm like the ugly drummer, just put him back there. But we actually shot a scene with him. We shot a scene and my wife was like, more of him, more of him. I was like, what? I'm competitive, I was mad. But I had to admit, it was, he, he looked great. So he plays grandpa. So this gentleman right here, this next song, which is part of the story, this is the paternal side of my mother, and they were enslaved people. Um, my third grandfather, born a slave, and um, an enslaved person, because everybody's born free. And uh, yeah, I made it. And I look at him and think about commodities, 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 slaves, sugar, gold, rum, Ferraris, iPhones, commodities, commodities. Maybe it was like the mafia. Maybe it wasn't personal, it was business. I, I think of so many things that look at their faces and his wife. And I thought that, damn, everything goes to the highest bidder in America. Everything goes to the highest bidder. Everything goes to 
For capitalism. You're listening back on a KQED live event with Fantastic Negrito. Stay tuned for our interview after the break. I'm Alexis Madrigal.
smooth like me hardly say say no he whispered he say don't you worry elizabeth betty say we're gonna get out of here we're gonna get out of here someday say freedom will come Freedom will come. I know one day I'm sure that freedom will come. Freedom will come. I know one day I'm sure that freedom will come. Freedom will come. I know one day I'm sure that freedom will come. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. This is Forum Live with Fantastic Negrito. I'm Alexis Madrigal, joined here by Mina Kim. We're with the Grammy award-winning musician whose albums include The Last Days of Oakland, Please Don't Be Dead, and Have You Lost Your Mind Yet? He's also the founder and owner of Storefront Records, record label based in West Oakland, and he's back with us sharing this new album that we've been hearing some of today. I think Mina wants to kick us off a little bit because she, way back in time, was one of the first people to interview Fantastic Negrito. I don't think I was the first, but I know that a lot has happened since we talked in 2015. Yes. Because you were right off your uh, NPR Tiny Desk concert win yes. back then. Yeah. And Best show I mean, ever in I a freight feel, elevator. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I feel a lot of love for NPR that they... Uh, they recognize yeah. the talent that you are. And a lot has happened for you in that time. I mean, three Grammys, your own record label, uh, a key to the city of Oakland, too. What can I do with it? I was about to say, does it open anything? I know. <laughs> can I get an ice cream cone? <laughs> but yeah, what? But I love it, though. I'm joking. I joke a lot. So just don't be offended. It's okay. I like that, too. What has the ride been like? I mean, I mean, you know, one thing I learned being the eighth of 14 kids, and I ran away when I was 12 because my father was uh, really into religion and I wasn't, so it didn't mix well. I just learned that as I've lived that it's not about me. You know, it's about the people that helped me get there. That's what all this is about. I think when I even started out playing being fantastic Negrito in like 2013, 2014, I remember people telling me, first of all, tell me if I'm talking too much, dude. Yeah. 
When you're the eighth of 14 kids, you talk a lot, or you don't eat. Or get clean underwear, clean socks, then you gotta talk for his man, you gotta get out of that bathroom, I gotta take a shower, I gotta take a shower too, I gotta get a bath, let me get the last sip of water and the last sip of milk, you understand what I'm saying? Ride with me now. So, what, happened, what, what happens there is that you, um, you have to let people in. And that's when I walked down the street and played for just people, because record label people were like, you're too old, you're 47. Your music's genre non-specific. What is this? We don't get it. We can't market it. We can't blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I thought that journey had to be for all of us. And I was always, growing up in the Bay Area, I was always the weird kid. When I was in West Oakland, I had a leopard skin cowboy boots, one leg bleached white, the other one orange, with a 10-gallon cowboy hat. <laughs> and... Uh, I just felt the spirit of freedom, and people didn't turn me down for that. The hardest gangsters were like, Man, all right, like, you, you a brave N-word. Because you know, we talk like that. So I was like, I got a pass, and I felt a lot of love from everybody, from Chinatown, from Fruitvale, East Oakland, West Oakland, the rich people up in the hills, like wherever I have those same friends to this day, so long way to answer the question, it's about these people, you know, because I ain't nothing without them. And it's about the forum and what y'all do. We all are in this success, in this ride together. So how's the ride been for you? That's what I'm saying, it's like it's us. <laughs> I'm driving, but you know, we right there in the passenger and all that, you know, it's beautiful. Well, we want to hear a little bit about the stuff that you are doing in the community. You know, you, we want to hear about the record label. We okay. want to hear about, like, the shows that you've been doing and, and what you've been doing for people in West Oakland. Well, again, I don't want to take the credit, like, what am I doing? It's like I'm doing, like, what I'm supposed to be doing, which is contributing. And contributing is a beautiful thing for selfish people. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it, it's like the medicine that you need. For people that's like, hey, what about me? Isn't this all about me? It, what I've been doing is just, I was standing in the parking lot with... Um, with Sting, um, I wasn't a record label yet. We're, it happens all the time, you know? No, but uh, he was here. Anyway, he was in San Francisco and he was just like, he was like, man, this is like the beginning. So we went in, we recorded a song for the, what I, was gonna be the record label, which I didn't know yet. And he was just telling me about, he, was, he loved the space that I was in. And he, he, he maybe because he's a gazillionaire, he just was, and then I started looking at the space going like, this is a great space, like how, what can we do with it? Was the question, and so, I decided to start a record label, um, open up a market monthly so that the residents and the restaurant suffering and the people in the neighborhood could come make some money. You know what I mean? So I was like, y'all come, no charge. Please just come to my space, make some money. Then I feel better. So a lot of things I'm doing, even with the record label, working with artists and um, put the record out with Sting, that'll be coming, and my record too, is that reaching out and just seeing what kind of partnerships, who, like it's like building with people that want to build. So I don't deserve credit for that, that's all. So yeah, that's my. We got another audience question, which is, what are you most excited about as you launch Storefront Records? Well, what am I most, I, I'm most excited that, from what my grandmother says, we ain't gotta ask nobody for nothing. It's like we can really produce the kind of art that we want to produce and, um, you know, working with like a, group, I don't want to talk too much on them now to be the first, well second, because the first release was with um, 
the amazing, sensational singer. Help me. Miko Marks. Miko Marks, yeah. I'm 53. <laughs> and I got kids. So I call my kids different names. Um, Miko Marks. It's, yeah, dementia's coming. Just be nice to me when it happens. So, yeah, I'm excited about that, the freedom. Like, we want to make a film. When people, I went to L.A., they saw the title, they was like, mm-mm, we're not making this film. So I was like, well, we'll make it. So people have supported Storefront Records. People. Once again, I just keep coming back to people. So we can put out the kind of artists that we want to put out. It doesn't matter how old they are, how young they are, how glamorous they are, how beautiful they are, how much they weigh, what ethnicity they are. Just an artist that contributes something. And that's what we're most excited about at Storefront. Can we hear a little bit about this film, too? Can you, what can you tell us about it? Well, the film is, uh, it's really, it's kind of like, have you seen Beyonce's Lemonade? So it's like Beyonce, well, I hadn't seen it. I'm not cool. I, I miss everything. So it's like Beyonce's Lemonade-ish kind of meets, with, with a true story. That's the thing, like a tr- real story about seven generations ago, Elizabeth Gallimore hooks up with my granddad and has seven generations of free children. So there's some social commentary within that to bring it into, what's the word I learned? Modernity. <laughs> my brother's a PhD. And so he helped, he found out she was a indentured servant. I thought she was just on the plantation, the dude's wife. But he was like, he's a nerd. He's like, no, she's, she's an indentured servant, you know? And, um, so that's, that's what it's about. So we basically um, have like a narration to help everybody through it. And then boom, a musical um, video. Then a narration, then a video. Then we have some interstitials. And again, bringing a lot of it has to do with displaced people. Because for me, there's, that's, there's a connection between like the roots of all of this country that we built. You know, that it all comes back. And we have to um, fix it. Now, I've been married 14 years. I know how to fix it. And like we got, no, that's just taught me a lot, being married. I'm just saying. I don't talk about my family much in public, but being married has been like, that's been my golden teacher. Like, it's not about, I come, before I open that door, I'm like, it's not about you. Hello. <laughs> you got a problem? Let me, okay. Let me, and then my other one I learned the last five years, I go, how can I help? And I'm telling you, so I feel like I want to take what I learned being married and fix the world. <laughs> fix the world, why not? He ain't been married long enough. So he don't know, what, what one year? Year and a half. Please. What was funny was I was about to ask you what you learned, but you, you, you too automatically much. put it out there. Like, you know, you know what to do. But one of the things that I'm struck by is there's a lot that you want to contribute. There is a lot that you want to invest in and provide opportunities and resources for. And I feel like a lot of that, when I, when I read the things that you say and the goals that you have, it feels really rooted in, in elevating the Bay Area. Like there's something about Oakland, the Bay Area, the sound, the rhythm, the people, the vibe that I feel like you really want to get out there um, in a way that, that maybe you're worried it's, it's fading. Anyway, can you talk well, a little bit about I, I that? Wanna, I will talk on that. I want to say that I wanna, I'm very careful. Like, I don't feel like I'm providing anything for anybody. I don't like that. It's more like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do as a member of 
of the tribe. You know what I mean? I'm just doing my part. And if I, you know, my nephew, if I can keep him out of jail, then he's not going to rob you. And if there's kids and I'm walking down the street and I'm scared of them kids, that means I didn't do my job. You understand? Like, I'm not going, I need to go to the neighborhood that I'm afraid of and just get to know one person. Everybody out there. The stuff that makes you comfortable is the stuff that makes you grow. So I want to just first say that. I just have a space and people come and they provide the opportunity for themselves. And that's amazing because there ain't nothing like working for it. It is a beautiful thing. I learned that growing weed. <laughs> oh, I had the best, biggest, oh, man. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's amazing when you work for When I grew weed, I learned about you. I learned about you. You know what I learned? You got a plant. My friend's a up. He grow weeds too. So guess what happened? He his weed up all the time. Why? Environment. It's just a plant. You're just a plant. If you take that plant, give it its proper nutrients, give it the air, the sunlight, the artificial sunlight we had, give it the time, give it the energy, give it the attention, give it the food, give it the space to grow. Man, that plant provides for you. Just like that person provides for you. So that, I feel very powerfully about that. Like it's about, you'd have the environment, treat people good, amazing, they're gonna be amazing. And I don't think um, I deserve any credit for that. Now I forgot the rest of the question. Well, you answered it. Okay, good. But I think it was also just more like, if you had to describe what it is oh, that's okay. special about here that you really This want. is special, man, I'm telling you. I was born in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. It's called the Berkshires. And it was, I used to think it was hell, like being like one of the only black people, but as I grew up, I realized that it's also just a part of me. Like those waspy, stiff New England people in the 70s, that was good for me. That was actually really good for me. Because when I got around, everybody, I remember when I was little, they was like, no, let, get him. Get, let him talk to the police. And I knew, I knew, I was like, yeah, white people, I know them. Yeah, hey, officer, you know, like, what are you doing there? Yeah. I knew how to do it. So it was like a tool that I had in my toolbox because I was exposed to people that were different from me. But when I, when I landed here in 1980, oh, I just ran away from home and never came back. Never saw my father again. He passed away, which is sad, and didn't see my mother until I was 19. Because at that time, I, real, I recognized, oh my God, this place is magical. Holy shit, this is incredible. It was the beginning of hip hop. People were breakdancing on the corner. People were, MCs were battling on the corner. Punk rockers with safety pins through their nose. Like it was counterculture, it was beautiful, man. And it was everyone, it was an incredible rainbow of people. And I knew, I was like, this, place is special and I want to feel it I want to taste it I want to live it and why why do I, I think it's special because these very people were the people that are like come over to our house and eat some of those parents knew come eat come yeah I'm, your friends are my kid I get it and the, the lady who's still my friend 40 years later she would she would say to me back then just just take care of him these people were the children of judges, that's why the Bay Area is special to me. I go to Chinatown, Chinatown was safe. That's why I just walk around. I was a kid at 12 year old, just walking around smoking cigarettes, 
you know, in Chinatown, and Chinese people is nice, sometimes just gave me some food. They, they kind of knew. There's a Burmese guy. He's amazing. He's still selling his stuff on Telegraph. Knew me since I was a runaway. Couple dollars, stay out of trouble. The Chinese man who owns the donut shop up in, on Telegraph, Donut King, who's been there? Donut. That guy remembers me when I was a little <laughs> walking around causing trouble. Hey, you, come here. Come here. Take the donut holes. He knew. Still my friend. That's so, why it's special. So, one last question for you about the album. I mean, this is album. a different kind it's of different, new man. album. It's different. And it's a complex historical story. It's incredibly personal. What do you hope people end up taking away from it? I, can, I promise I can make it short. I just hope that they... I want, to, I want Grandma to talk to me. I mean, I'm just a vessel that they just say, hey, guys, we made it happen at the peak of the worst things that were happening in American um, society. It was 1759. It wasn't even a country yet. And they were an interracial forbidden union. But somehow, through, the, through whatever it was, even let's give Henry Jones, I'd hate to, I gotta come over to this side because it's like, we gotta recognize that people are people. People make choices, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're great, sometimes it's horrible. Even whatever happened in that system, my grandparents were allowed to live. And as I look at that one, it's only a document I have, it shows the kids. It says, it says she, was, she had several mulatto children and it shows all the kids. And there's one guy, George Gallimore, and then that becomes my, he's the guy, the son that I, I'm from. So I want people to, I said it was gonna be short. I just want, I, I want you to, they want you to know, not, they want you to know that they did it. They did it. They succeeded. They made it. They lived. And their obstacles were far greater. Their challenges were much deeper, much more treacherous. So I want you to, all the obstacles you see out there, all the toxic you see on the internet, all the bad things, let that become your fuel to do something good and to do something productive and to reach out to the other person, especially the person that disagrees with you. That is really, it's the Trump supporters that I have uh, on Twitter that I get the most ex um, interesting exchanges with. And they'll be polite, they'll go, I know we disagree, I love your music, but it's my opportunity to, and I, you know, I can't stand all that stuff that those people stand for, but if I, they're my neighbors, we live together, and if we just, if we can't somehow find that, <laughs> that road to learn from each other on, I don't know what the future will be like. So I thought Grandma Gallimore and Grandpa Courage are just, what is the word, exemplary people. You've been listening to a recording of KQED Live with Fantastic Negrito. You can watch the whole thing and subscribe to see future events at youtube.com slash KQED Live. You can see Fantastic Negrito himself at the UC Theater in Berkeley on June 10th. The KQED Live event was produced by Ariana Prail and Lance Gardner. Engineer was Jim Bennett. The in-venue sound engineer was Mike Thompson. 
This Hour of Forum is produced by Blanca Torres, Grace Wan, and Dan Zoll. Marlena Jackson Rotondo is our engagement producer. Judy Campbell's lead producer and Susan Davis is Forum senior producer. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McMurn. Our interns are Jennifer Ng, Paul C. Kelly Campos. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead. I'm so happy that I cry. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts.